Hey everybody, this is Keith. I actually just recorded um, an hour-long podcast and published it on my Patreon page, which is at Key Thinking. Same name as this podcast. I didn't want to post it here on this public channel because, ironically enough, I was like a little afraid to put it out there because basically I just kind of went on this little rant about woke PC culture and it's something that I really care about but it's it's not what I want to care about and I've spent the last month or so talking about other topics because it's like it's really not a part of my life and I don't want it to be but this week, there were just, like, several examples that came up that just made me, like, roll my eyes and think, man, people are so indoctrinated. People are so deluded into believing these things that they think are, like, such virtuous, important things, but they're not. And I know this is really even dangerous. For, it's just dangerous for me to be saying that or to talk about this, like... I might I I probably care about you in my life and I'm afraid that you won't like me anymore if you know what I'm thinking or not if you know what I'm thinking if you suspect that I'm thinking the wrong thing and that you assume I'm thinking it for the for a bad reason. I think if you knew what I was really thinking you would absolutely agree with me <laughs> if you like heard me explain it. But there's so little patience these days to tolerate or listen to, like, diverse perspectives. And it just makes it hard for somebody like me, who really is just contra contrarian and rebellious by nature, and who really just kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say it like this, but sees through shit, you know? I mean, I grew up and came of age through like the atheist movement and like really dissecting religion as indoctrination. I mean, there are cool parts of religion, right? Like the spiritual stuff where every kind of religion kind of like aims at something bigger than us. Like that's all great. There's like the cultural um, stuff, which is like kind of weird, but like interesting and can be celebrated. Sure. But then there's, like, the totalitarian stuff of, like, you have to live this way. You have to think these things. Like, no thank you. Like, that's so stupid and awful to me. And it ruins so many lives. And it, like, you know, just watch any stories about, like, gay kids growing up being told that they'll go to hell. You know, or, like, whatever. Like, religion just does so much bad stuff. That should be obvious. But even just, like, even if it did good stuff... And it does, like, I, my brother, I might be religious, I mean, he acts like he is religious, I guess, I, I can't tell, but he volunteers, and, like, Christianity has, like, a really good 
thing going with like charity but like even if it was all good it still is on this premise of like you have to believe these stories and you have to behave in this way don't tell me what to do you know and now we have like woke culture doing that and if you just looked at it from that perspective i think you would agree that this is like pretty ridiculous why are we bending over backwards to change every little thing because of like what what woke ideology tells us to think i just think it's wrong so i was like giving some examples of how i've seen that happen this week and i just ended up like going off on like how stupid all this stuff is but i guess i just do feel a little like i don't know it's a bad look isn't it to like be political and to like go off against something that almost everybody accepts as a good thing i shouldn't even say almost everybody it's not even a lot of people it's a section of liberals it's a subsection of like leftists and it's just hard for me because like i am a leftist i identify as an independent politically but like my values are leftist in terms of like helping the needy through social programs I think that that's what leftism stands for. It's just like, how do you define help? How do you find the needy? And how do you find social programs? Like, I guess if you define help as canceling bullies and you define the needy as minorities and you can't, and you consider social programs like any work, then like, yeah, woke PC culture is doing that. But I think it's misguided. I don't think that those things are true. I don't think that, well, whatever. If you really want to know what I think about all this, go listen, go subscribe to my Patreon, please. Any amount is appreciated. I really do want to grow this channel. I don't try very hard to do it. Um, I don't want to be a try hard, but I would love some support. Um, so I decided to, I'm, I'm going to put more stuff behind that little paywall. And that paywall was small, guys. It's like a dollar a month, you know, or a euro. But I just feel like if I'm going to get canceled or get hate from people, I'd like it if they're, like, being genuine and listening to me. So I think I'll, like, try and put my most controversial hot takes there. Um, because, like, I don't know. I guess I don't want to be antisocial, you know? Like, I think about that a lot. I think about society and, like, this lockdown bullshit and like how isolating it feels and I don't like it like I love being alone a lot of the time I would even say most of the time but I also really love being social and having fun having drinks having laughs having connections having romances I miss that stuff and I'm happy to say that it is changing and like I don't want to say I'm on the forefront because I'm not but I definitely think COVID is over <laughs> and maybe that's too hot a take to say here, but COVID is over. Like I was just like with six people in a, in a little apartment and they were all vaccinated twice, <laughs> you know, or like some were, some were vaccinated twice, some of them once someone like me, not at all, but like people are going to start chilling out. I think people are going to start thinking, Oh yeah. Like, 
no one's getting COVID right now and we're getting tested all the time, which I am. And the death rate is not going up and more and more people like we're going to approach herd immunity. We got to start opening up because people miss each other and I miss people. And I don't want to like go back into society and be met with this vitriol. Like you're a bad person. You're not supporting the same things we're supporting. You should be saying this stuff. Like why, why would you say that stuff? And do I, I, so I, I do think I need to like take a page out of like a, the playbook of social cohesion or getting along with people and just not rock the boat needlessly. And sometimes when I go on my rants about, you know, how misguided anti-racism as a movement is or how, you know, the wage gap is by and large a myth, like those are not fun conversations. I like arguing I have a mug that says so. So like for me, it's cool, but like, I don't like losing friends. I don't like people being mad at me. I don't like girls thinking I'm a bad guy. Like that's not fun. So why would I bring up this stuff? You know, like why would I try and use logic and evidence to support, you know, whatever, like it just goes against narratives. And it just like, it reminds me that I'm living in like a really religious society and that sounds counterintuitive because, like, most of us are rejecting traditional religion, like Christianity. But so many people are embracing the indoctrination of activism and slash including COVID behavior. Like, I just met a neighbor. He was, like, talking to me about neighborly things. And he was this older guy and he was wearing a mask and I was like sitting on my porch. So I wasn't wearing a mask and he was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I've just gotten vaccinated. It feels really good. I can like go out in the world. And I went out to dinner for the first time with friends and I was like, that's cool. So why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> and it caught him off guard. And he was like, oh, you know, just for society, for social purposes. And like, I was like thinking about it. Like, yeah, because you're afraid that if you don't wear a mask, you'll be judged and you're trying to like, signal to everyone else that they should he's like yeah to be a good person and then like eventually he took it off and i could see his face which was great it was really nice and it was a beautiful sunny day and there was like 10 feet between us i don't it was like i don't know but again like i don't want to come off as some asshole who's like against you because you wear a mask like that's not my point i just my point is that people behave based on belief and that belief is this very mysterious thing that's worth investigation why do we believe what we believe why do we believe that wearing a mask is good why do we believe that fighting racism is good like they sound obvious on the face of it but like why honestly like deep down why do we believe it and i just think that so much of what we believe is built on half-truths and mythology and that's not enough for me it's just not enough like i guess i'm just a proponent of the scientific method and i just really love knowing something and understanding something and if i don't know then i'll maybe err on the side of caution maybe i'll be a little more reckless i reserve that right i am an adventurous open-minded person I take risks in my life. I'm daring. 
I'll move countries, I'll change careers. So don't tell me that I have to do things the certain way. Like, I'm just not a person that does that. So, like, you're going to, like, cut down every blade of grass that grows a little higher. How noble of you, you know? So, I don't know. I'm mixing some various things in my mind right now. Um, I have had a drink. I promised I wasn't going to get political. (laughs) Two drinks later, here I am. But, yeah, I mean, some cultures do really value conformity and egalitarianism to such a point that, like, anyone that's different is, like, cut down. I don't consider myself a taller blade of grass. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, I do feel askew. I feel different. And I'm okay with that. And if you're not, you're the bigot, (laughs) you know? You don't, I mean, why don't people value diversity of thought? I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand how so-called good liberals have to think the same. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I love when I meet people that think different. And I love talking, honestly, like why we think differently. And I talk in these little debates with a smile. I even consider it flirtation. It's fun. It's cool to like actually admit what we think. And just so many people I meet are so triggered and defensive when it really comes down to what they think. It's as if they don't know what they think. It's as if they're just parroting what they've heard. And my challenge to you, dear listener, is to know why you think what you do. Where do your beliefs come from, honestly? I mean, I think that's just really important to know. And I just, I can't say it enough. Like, I'm doing this podcast once a week. I I would honestly be fine with every single episode, every single week being the same thing. Why do you think what you think? And maybe that's not the most interesting thing, but to me it's very worthwhile. I don't even know why I'm thinking this right now. And I I should, I guess. Like, why do I get triggered by irrationality and groupthink? You know, like, I think at some point you hit bedrock and it's, like, hard to go deeper. And I think sometimes it's not worth going deeper. Like, I say this as someone that's gone through many, many years of psychoanalysis and therapy do you really want to know where your proclivities come from? Like why you're sexually attracted to what you are, like where your fetishes come from, why you're interested in like a certain, you know, hobbies, you know, like how do you explain bird watching? How do you explain coin collecting? How do you explain, you know, long drives or walks on the beach? Like some, you would think they go without saying, like, who wouldn't enjoy a long walk on the beach? The beach is beautiful. You know, it's sunny. It's warm. It's like sublime to stare at the sea. But then other people would be like, well, walking is boring. The sand is dirty. Uh, the wind is like a little much. The sea is a little too salty. Like there's a lot of things to like pick apart, right? So honestly, why do you like walks on the beach. Like there is a deeper thing. It's not obvious. It's not evident. 
if you like coin collecting, you probably have like a really methodological mind that gets very soothed by the predictable itinerant procedure of itemizing and organizing coins, right? But those are like traits in you that are valuable and interesting. Like those aren't necessarily my traits. I like some of them. I love spreadsheets. I love, you know, I love organization, but I don't care about coins, but that's okay. Like I can appreciate objects. I can appreciate order. So like if I talk to a coin collector, like my uncle, I can get into it. It's cool when someone else is into it and I feed off of that. Like that happiness is shared, right? So I just don't understand why like we can't share more like ideas wise. Like, okay, let me try and pick an example of somebody despicable, someone vile. And it shouldn't be hard, right? Like I could say like a Nazi, right? But actually like Walter White from Breaking Bad, right? I mean, he's like a, an anti-hero or even a villain. Even like Tina Fey's character, Liz Lemon on 30 Rock, bubbly, fun character, really funny primetime comedy, NBC show, go watch it. But she's like the villain of the show. And there's this great YouTube um, channel called The Take run by these two really cool, smart girls. Um, they make these like culture essays on media and they do one about Liz Lemon as the villain of 30 Rock. It's great. So like... She's like, she's actually a bad person, right? She's selfish. She's like conceited. She doesn't think of others. She's in her own delusional world. She, you know, she has a lot of bad qualities, but she's also like the hero of our story, the protagonist. And I actually really value being able to watch that show and find her endearing and connect with her and make fun of her and make fun of myself and whatever I see in her but also really to the other characters and how they're hurt by her. Like, it's fun to connect with people. And I say that as an introvert who actually has a hard time connecting with a lot of people. But I take pride in the fact that I actually connect better now than I ever have. Like, I try, I've put effort in my life into sympathy and compassion. And it pays dividends. Like, I can sympathize with people. And it's, it's funny because I was actually attacked by a friend of mine. We were in a deep convo about one of these, you know, stupid triggering social things. Like, I think it might have been the wage gap or affirmative action. And, you know, he was predictably leftist about them. And, you know, it's fine. He wants to be a public defender. Word to you, man. Cheers. Um, and... It was a fun conversation for me, but I I don't know if the feeling is mutual. But to me, like, I like engaging with somebody that might think different, and I. But but you have to accept that I think different. That's what a dialogue is. I think, I think maybe not. Maybe. No, I really do think that. Like, we're not the same. We're coming at things a little differently, even if we have the same morals and ethics and beliefs like we still are coming at it different we have we are armed with different research um maybe one of our research is flawed right maybe 
Maybe I've read something wrong. Maybe you can point that out to me, like why it's wrong. But the point with this story is that he's accusing me of like not having sympathy or compassion. And I just think that that's not right. That's not the reason I think what I do. Like when I fight something like the myth of the gender wage gap, it's not because I don't have compassion for women. I have compassion for women. I love women. I love dating them. I love hanging out with them. I love it when they're in my family. I love looking up to them. I love listening to their music. Like, there's nothing I don't love, frankly, about women, generally speaking. It's not like I lack compassion for women that I would fight this idea of the the wage gap. It's just that I happen to know through research that that gap is largely almost entirely explainable through other causes like life choices, like interests. Uh, I would argue that some of those interests might be innate to a biological gender. It might be a biological essentialist argument. I don't know. I can't prove that women like dolls and boys like building blocks. Uh, I've definitely seen as a teacher that some women, some females like building blocks and some boys like dolls, but by and large, those stereotypes exist for a reason. And it's not because we, we don't tell boys to like building blocks. I know this as an educator, I was in a Montessori school for years watching kids do this. You, you lay out the toys and they go to what they want and the boys aren't indoctrinated by their cool Brooklyn parents to like guns boys might like guns preternaturally the penis is a gun you know like there's something about expulsion and energy pushed outward that is masculine it's not complicated girls like dolls there's something innate to having a vagina which produces babies every day around the world. Every minute, vaginas produce babies. And those babies are like dolls. And girls nurture them. Like, it's not, it's not so mind-boggling that women might prefer professions about nurturing. And that men might prefer professions about objects and technology like it's just so there's nothing mean and hurtful about it and me saying this is not lacking sympathy for women it's actually having sympathy for women it's having sympathy for the choices that they make generally and still having room to sympathize with women that don't make those choices and have different choices <laughs> i just don't see the need to like socially engineer a world where boys have to care about dolls and girls have to care about guns. Like, why would I do that? Like, what's the point in spending that energy to do that? You know? So, I don't know. Like, I actually just take pride right now these days in connecting with people. And I guess I'm a little ashamed that I'm failing that still. Like, I still do push friends away. I still do get into these heated arguments where I feel misunderstood. I still do fail to make myself clear. And maybe I fail to like make the other person feel heard. 
but I just have to tell you, dear listeners, I know your point. <laughs> I've grown up. I went to UC Berkeley, you know, like I studied Judith Butler. Like I have read, who should I say here? I mean, I've, I, I very much have been in the world of leftist indoctrination for 30 plus years, you know, like I've done that. I know all of that. I know the whole thing. I understand what patriarchy is intellectually. I just choose to see it differently now because it just doesn't actually make sense to me anymore because I've been exposed to other things. That's called being red-pilled. And that's not like red conservative and that's not like red communist. That's like red the matrix. And... There's just a lot more information out there if you, like, actually have an open mind um, on any topic. And there's just other ways to see things. It's just as simple as that. So I just feel bad because, like, me of all people, I don't rely on anybody. I don't have, like, a tyrannical boss. I don't have, you know, scary financial, uh, you know hardships or um you know i'm not deformed i'm not unhealthy like i don't have these like major concerns that some people do have so why would i have anyone like be afraid to just say what i think and it's because i still do want to participate in this society i still do want to like make connections in the world and it's scary to like walk this line of saying the wrong thing you know of like daring to question the patriarchy of daring to question like is donald trump racist you know is it like there are just some things that people just like believe but why do you believe it like what is your evidence honestly to know that donald trump is racist there's some i can name some for sure but like does it really make you know it does it really dis like? Isn't there other ways to like explain it? Like his opportunism, his like need for attention, his like daftness, his like you know, his poor word choices. Like there are other possible explanations, right? But why would I even say that? Like why would I even venture to say something so dangerously stupid as that? Maybe Donald Trump isn't racist. Heaven forbid, right? No, he, Keith, he has to be racist. In my mindset, in my worldview, Donald Trump is a racist. End of story. Okay, fine. Think that. I don't care. But, like, I also have to think it. I have to think everything you think or else I'm, like, unacceptable. Doesn't make any sense. I need to figure out, I think, guys, I think I need to figure out how to express myself in a more fun, <laughs> inclusive, uh, palatable, mainstream way. And I've always rejected that. It's like, fuck you. Don't like me. You know, like, I feel punk rock at heart. Like, I want to do it my way. But I've just learned over the years that it probably is better to be liked and to be invited to the party, you know? I want to be invited. 
And that means not rocking the boat, not saying the wrong things to the wrong people. I do want to do that. And it just, it's like, Keith, you care about art, you care about beauty, you care about travel. Like, talk about those things. Why are you talking about politics ever? You know, politics is a third rail. No one wants to hear about that. But we all do talk about it. We all care about it. We just like to talk about it with like-minded people, right? If you're into Rachel Maddow or, you know, John Oliver, you like to talk to other John Oliver viewers. And if you're into, like, Bill O'Reilly or Tucker Carlson, you like to listen to those guys and people that listen to them. But, like, it's boring to me. I don't want to talk about... I don't want to, I don't know. I, I get bored of like the same diet, the same media diet. Let's mix it up. Let's talk to different people. But maybe it is time for me to just like be more of a visual thinker, express myself more through pictures and poetry rather than like this pedantic dialectic of just voicing my frustrations. I guess. You tell me. Let me know your thoughts. Um, it's funny, like, I, I keep saying I'm for a conversation and for, like, a dialogue, and I really am in person. I love it. It exists online now. It's called Clubhouse, and I'm on there, but it's not working for me. If you're listening to this and you're on Clubhouse, why don't you ping me and, like, let's have a, a chat, a formal chat that we invite others to, and, like, we can talk about one of the myriad of topics I brought up today, you know, like, let's talk about one of these things. Let's talk about compassion for others. Let's talk about gender differences. Let's talk about, uh, has PC culture gone mad? Let's talk about, um, the need to be heard. Let's talk about, um, how we all sit in our isolated rooms, wondering what else is happening out there in the world. Let's talk about being sex starved. Let's talk about, being coupled in um, a relationship that we're not sure about, but it's better than not being coupled. You know, the virtues of um, coupling for the sake of it. Let's talk about um, one of the many, many problems in the world that aren't the popular ones, you know? Let's, I mean, there's like five issues that the media covers. <laughs> Let's talk about like six through ten. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's where my head's at these days, guys. Uh, it's mid-March and yeah, it's almost like the end of quarter one of the year. Daylight savings has already kicked in in California. It's cool. It's obviously way better than standard time. So... Let's just stay on this. Let's never go back to standard time. Let the sun set after 6 p.m. That would be great. Um, I'm getting like a little like, I don't know, fear or apprehension about the year running by. Like it's going to be autumn before we know it, you know. And uh, I think the world will be in a better place by then. I'm really hoping so. Um send me optimistic vibes guys let's like pull through all this and get over this lockdown annoyance and 
enjoy life, right? Vivo life. All right, until next time. Ciao.